The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. G'day, this is Rodney Collings from Australian Fly Fishing Outfitters. Welcome to Australia's number one fly fishing podcast, your one-stop resource centre for all things fly and flatulence. Hang on a sec. Well, I think that's what Chris wrote down. Uh, I can't really understand what he's got written here. But anyway, uh, strap yourselves in, because who knows what we're in for here. Over to you boys. Jeez, I hope it's better than that first fly line episode. This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Nervous Water. For all your premium fly fishing requirements, please visit nervouswater.com.au. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. We're back for another week. Yes, and good to be this, back. It is good to be back. It's great to be back. In fact, Jack, Hacky yep. Sack, there's just <laughs> something had to rhyme on the end of that. I just didn't know what it was going to be, but I'm glad it was Hacky Sack. Yeah. Hacky Sack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, mate, this week, who's the guest this week? Us. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> you and me. You yeah. and me flying solo. Not yeah. solo, like solo, like the drink, right? Solo, like just light on us. the, like mm. what? Just us. Yeah, light on the fizz, so you <laughs> slam it down fast. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank uh, you people who've sent in the fine words, um, words of encouragement to start off the show. There, Bolts, you know about some of this, but I just want to publicly say to the guys, thank you for um, writing in. And uh, let us know that you've been enjoying the themes of Follow the Beef. Yes. It's very it means gratifying. a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be- <laughs> beefy butchers everywhere have been stoked with uh, with people hanging around looking for yeah. beef. Yeah. Beefy butchers. Yep. Yep, exactly. Be all beef. No queef. <laughs> queef? <laughs> I think if we we're going to do it, if we we're going to ever do an intermediate line t shirt, that would be the good one, right? Like, yeah, maybe just a picture of a steak on there. I don't know. Follow the beef. Follow the beef. You'd get yeah. it, right? Yeah. Calling out nothing. No, nah, mm. not even going there. You guys know what it is. It's like one of those things that's just teetering on the edge of uh, of what, you know, 
what you want to say, but you don't say. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it sends people in the right direction to help their fishing and their time on the water and make the correct choices for their hard-earned, well, mm. then, hey, we're doing our job. We're getting people connected. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very gratifying. I do appreciate people taking the time out to send us nice messages. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Last last week's show with Leighton went pretty well. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback from that. Um, even some big words that Bill wrote on the on the social media platform that I didn't understand. But thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, yeah. mate. Yeah, there was a word there I had to look up. Um, which one was it? Erudite. Erudite. I believe it's a um, an igneous rock that's formed in um, uh, equatorial areas, right? Correct. And it's normally uh, associated with um, deposits of gold and silver. Did you know Is that? Is it? I yeah. didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there you go, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, uh, geologist Bill. Really appreciate those fine <laughs> comments. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Voss, what do you reckon? Another another week of uh, what's the fishing report from your side, mate? Not a lot, not a lot. Um, fishing wise, I can't. No, I don't think I've been in the last week. Um, cool. Yeah. What about you, mate? What's been doing? Uh, next question. Next question. Event. Cool. I haven't been. School holidays, bad weather, dirty water, all of yeah, the above. Yeah, pretty much all of the above. No um, no reports from the boat ramp this week. Haven't been <laughs> to one. So I don't, we can't really cue the theme music, but we'll get there next week, I'm sure. Yeah. We're about to get a, a bit of a blow. And Good. by that, I mean windy conditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bit of rain so, um, storms too, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's been pretty tropical at my joint, that's for sure. Sure has, yeah. Yeah, what's it been like? About close to about sixteen degrees down there where you are. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's been, it's been just the same temperature as yours, eh? Hey? Yeah. Oh, how weird is that? Oh, weather's right. just weather's an amazing, an amazing thing. Yes, yeah. it's, it's truly amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So no, mate, it's been it's been all indoor activities thus far this week since the last mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think with the big blow that's coming up, I don't think we're going to get away. But I think that will change the fishing into uh, close to an autumn pattern. Close, you know, probably still. Yeah, yeah. But this weather, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a good chance to uh, tie some flies, though. It is a good chance to tie some flies. Well, the whole the last couple of years have been a good chance to tie some flies with COVID. <laughs> they have. They have. Just so happens that a mate of mine has, um, has uh, released some tie. Uh, some tying videos, mate. Oh, has he? Because I've yeah. done that too. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> Don't tell me it's a surf candy. Yeah, someone else oh. copying you again. <laughs> God damn it. So hard so hard to stay original these days. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Are you uh, are you referring to my video? Yeah, mate. Yep. Oh, for sweet, today, mate. for today only, you can be my friend. Yeah. Oh, what a champion! No, that's all right, mate. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean I can tell people as well? My mate Volts said this. My mate yeah. Volts did this. My <laughs> mate Volts is coming over. All that sort of stuff. You know how um, well 
foreign listeners or, or people overseas that might struggle if they come to Australia and there's the term, oh, your mate such and such did this, you know, and when you say your mate, it's not always your mate, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Mate, mates <laughs> mate can have a few meanings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, sorry. mate. <laughs> your mate ties a wicked uh deceiver candy but anyway deceiver candy yeah <laughs> so tell us about these um fly time videos man yeah right so yeah i put out a new one uh in a series of videos that i've got hosted over at uh, the bb um the beast yep. brushes and um uh-huh. yeah so i uh look i'm not aware i don't I, I don't get on youtube and check it out but um and i don't i'm not aware but i just put Everything that I knew into the video, uh, an explanation about what they mean to me, um, some do's and don'ts, some faux pas if you like, and um, and then just tried to explain uh, the. Um, I'm going to use this word, okay? Now, just prepare yourself. It might not have been used on the show before. Hydrodynamics, <laughs> or by that the um, the way the materials that we choose to use act in the water um, and making them assembling them in a way that uh, advantages what we want to do. So the point of the videos is A, how I tie it, but B, so you can understand this stuff and go away and apply your own creativity mm. for whatever, if you've got a unique scenario to me, which is why I like to explain what I do with them. And I don't pretend to fish them all around the world or all around the country. I just, mm. I live in Southeast Queensland. My name is Chris. I fish for tuna and I, I tie surf candies. And I like to party. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it's that's what it's kind of about. Yeah. So I've got I've got three three versions in there, you know. So what are they, mate? What's the first version? So one I would consider just a, a standard surf candy, just all um, you know, uh, supreme hair, uh, resin, and a hook, and a couple of strands of flash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I like for me, and. Um, so it might be a bit underdressed for some people, I suppose. But again, that's just what I tie for my fishing. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, it's worked for me. Worked for many. As a former full-time commercial fly tie, it's worked for a lot of my customers as well. That's been a pretty popular one. Um, okay. Second one is the other one I usually have in my box, which is the fly foil, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, most people know surf candies were developed by Bob Popovics. And um, the fly foil was part of his... Uh, ingenuity as well sure and I like that 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 foil but a lot of people struggle with it a lot of people struggle with um, using them using too much resin getting them where they want it they get in the way um, I think I I think I explained that it's you know they can be pretty easy to use you can use the foils like a bit of form work for your resin to a degree and you can use less resin with those than you can on um, uh, regular candies sometimes they, they're very good at controlling the consistency of your fly I reckon. Sure, sure. Mm. And there's and different different shapes of fly foils available too, aren't there? Yeah. So again, like you know, because I am only showing you what what applies to me, and yeah. what's a, what's worked for for many people. You know, if surf games are pretty lucky for where I live, really. I mean, southeast Queensland. I mean, it's probably going to be people who are going to go oh, as if you know. But um, but I really reckon that it, it's it, it's probably the mecca of tuna on fly in Australia as far as accessibility you know next to a large population um the size and the predictability of the run all that sort of stuff you know like it's it's yeah yeah it it, it arguably is and and could even be arguably 
in in the world for a populated area anyway, like particularly a capital city, I would say. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying to think of of other ports around the world where it might stake a claim ones, maybe maybe Massachusetts, New York, up that area, but you know they they get a fairly reliable striper and false albacore run. Yeah, um, well, striper. Yeah. Yeah, stripe is a stripe, stripe bass. You mean stripe bass? Yeah, but you know they 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 um as in, but the false albacore is what we call the the, the mac um, tuna. Mac tuna. It's a very closely related species, but yeah, you're right. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty unique scenario. It all comes together in South South Southeast Queensland in terms of accessibility. Um, you got some large bays there offering some level of protection. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's laugh laughable though. I, I reckon I reckon the bays make it worse. Get choppy sometimes. But yeah, yeah. So um, I guess in relation to that video, like, um, I, like I got I got a lot of access to, to to the fishing for myself, but a lot of my style is lent on fishing, you know, meeting people face to face and fishing with a lot of different people over over many years for that tuna, I suppose. Okay. So it's um, so you know, I fish with you a fair bit, you know, like there's, yeah. there's you know, like pe people, a lot of people would probably understand you know, Andy from the forum, you know, like that's a big name, right? Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, Andy from the forum. You not heard of him? Ah, mm, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Different name these days. Monty Burns. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hanging out, hanging yeah. out at parks. I hear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to Fleur Pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. So yeah. yeah, like I, you know, like I draw on that experience of of what others have taught me and shown me and. You know, one of the things I guess you get to, you know, you get to like a comp or a meet and greet or even I used to be the president of the Sunny Coast Saltwater Fly Fishing Association. We'd all talk there and you talk and, you know, like you would just talk about things that worked and didn't work. So like, you know, like I try to pull information from other people when I'm when I'm creating, not creating in my own style, but yeah. tying the, the style the way I do it. I guess, you know, you can go out one day, make a lot of mistakes, and then learn from that, come back and do it directly rather than having to rely on someone else to tell you or living sure. miles and miles away from it. So I'm pretty lucky. So that's I'm, why um, my I'm candies product, are the, the way they are. Yeah, I'm a product of the same system for listeners who don't know. Um, you know, there there is a strong community of, of committed, you know, tuna chasers, for want of a better word, in the area. And, you know, the flies we end up using, uh, uh, you know, by necessity because there's a level of, of you know competition and and you know knowledge sharing or healthy of course um you know that goes into into you know flies that work literally around here mm. so yeah. um yeah the, the flies that that um that we use that we use because they work yeah yeah well there's another another candy that i've done i've done up there that um that i haven't released yet because i've got a by the time this show comes out, it will be there. But at the time of recording, it won't be there. I've got a data allowance on on um, on the video hosting site Vimeo uh -huh. that hosts my videos that only allows me to um, upload, excuse me, twenty gig a month. And because I'm a considerate video maker, I like to upload my videos in 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 ultra high definition, so you can see every nook and cranny of my fingernails. Ooh, really? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, but yeah, so the, the other one I tied was the Nyat one, which was something I I, I actually haven't, I'll, full full disclosure, I haven't fished before. But what I have fished before is craft fur, what well, we used to call them polar, polar fiber minnows, incorrectly really. They're not really polar fiber minnows, they're, they're surf candy done with craft fur. You know what I'm talking about, Volts. It was pretty yep. big, you know, like in, in the 2000, early 2000s, at least white 
polar fiber, which which was a lot longer back then. The polar fiber, the craft fur is better now. I don't know what went on there, but I was um I don't really know. But anyway, I'm not going to pretend to comment on it. Um, but you know what I mean. So like there was that, and um and I I in previous years I've been sneaking in a lot of um bucktail surf candies as well, which are pretty hard to tie because bucktail is quite stiff for for that short flight, you know. Yep. Um, so Nyat, you know, is commonly referred to by people who use it, and I think it's a pretty apt nickname because it's a quite a complimentary one in my opinion. Like if you, you where you you've got bucktail having a baby with craft fur, that's exactly what it's like. It's like it's like fine bucktail on a on a patch of hide, natural product, naturally tapered, unlike unlike craft fur, but tapered like bucktail. You know, mm. um. It goes translucent. You can see it in the in the photos there. Like in, in the resin, it's quite translucent. It's almost the, the tan, and it's almost Coca Cola looking. You know, it's um, it's pretty cool looking um, material. But uh, it just lent itself very well for the tying process. Um, you know, the the night flies that I've fished so far, I just know how the material is going to act. So yeah, it's a little bit of a um, I'd like to, it'd be interesting to see if it takes off as a, a material for surf candies because. It's a really long fiber, like most of it's six to eight inches long, you know, and people will usually cut the tips and throw the rest off. But in the video, I'll show you how you can use that whole whole length of um, of night. You're not using any waste. So it's very economical for surf candies, that's for sure. It's a, right. it's a really good material. Okay, very similar good. to polar fiber, like actual polar bear hair, you know, from I, which I haven't seen a lot of. Like I've, I've got friends that have got patches of it, and I know you can't get it anymore um, because of protection to animals, some shit like that. I'm only joking. It's um, it's very warranted for sure, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's very similar. It's like the way it's translucent, like polar bear hair and and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. It's very similar, you know. Is it? But it's not a polar bear. Okay. Yeah. It's just a field of naiads somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I I, I'm not allowed. I, like I've I've got the exclusive agency for the big streamers night in Australia, and Dennis, who does the um, you get it does big streamers is the guy who sourced it in the long lines with um, another shop out there called Foxy Tales in in the UK, I believe. And Nyat is a commercial name given to uh, height to to control the source of the of the um, of the animal, right? Because yeah. because it hasn't been used before in, in any other way. Like people will, I've heard people put comment and go, oh, it's just people. People who, who don't have it, because I know, I mean, there's people who probably bought it from overseas, but I, I, there's some of the people I've seen comment I know haven't bought it off me at least, and they'll be like, oh, it's just I've got that. It's polar he polar goat or it's um Icelandic pony, or I can tell you it's not. For me to import it from my import permit, I've got to have the the, the name of the animal on there, and it's you're wrong. <laughs> but I can't. I'm not. I, I really can't tell what it is. It's the um going against my agreement for the exclusivity of the of the um the agency cool man anyway anytime you want out. to step in hey yeah man let's just yeah. keep moving that's bogging down let's keep going i don't so mean to bog it down it's just uh, it, like, interesting man i get asked about night a lot if you don't find it interesting well then man i can't help that you don't have like a, a curious bone in your body <laughs> why don't you tell me about some species of animal that no one knows what it actually is oh no it was just you saying no one else can get it uh-huh but, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I don't mean to come across like that. I guess what I'm yeah. the reason I said that is because, I, like, there's documents you need to import it, you know. And if if everyone knew what it was, yeah, it's good. We can't get it. It's good. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. candies, man. So you've you've got these flies. You got candies. You tie them the way you tie them because it works. There's three in the video series. 
Um, two at the moment, one coming by the time this is released. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so with the uh, with the candies, um, uh, I guess, you know, how I mentioned earlier that you and I sort of fish the same, same areas, you know, quite often together, sometimes with, uh, with other people, obviously, and, you know, we've done it for a fair while, a fair period of time. And we get sort of fixed ideas on, you know, what works and, and more to the point, what doesn't work. Um, and, you know, there's certain things that, you know, we, we don't like in a fly. And, and, you know, these, these come along with, with, um, there's probably a line with, you know, Bob Popovich's principles of durability, um, non-tangling, which is a big thing for him, that, you know, a non-fouling fly. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, uh, to a degree, yeah, for sure. You know, like, um, there's things that, I've learnt from. Um, sorry, I'm getting one. I'm getting his books out. I'm gonna. I'm, I might refer to. Them, I might not, but I'm just getting them ready. If I sound like I'm straying from the microphone, but um, yeah. I've got both his books here. Both of them have got surf candies in them. One's mm-hmm. got a fly foil, and one's got a surf candy in them. But I'll just keep them here in case I want to refer back to them. But there's things like uh, the pop flies. I, I got that. Geez, I don't know when that came out. Like '99 or something like that. '98 maybe. Really early on. Like it was. I can't even see the date on it. Um, anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I've seen the style change a lot because in that book in Pop Flies, it's even tied with five minute epoxy. You know? Yeah. Um, you remember you know, so. that? You used to use Devcon or Zepoxy yep. or whatever. And oh man, you'd have done with. I used to tie little post it notes and, and same uh, here. Yeah, mix yeah. it mix it together with a toothpick on a post it note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to get. You know, sometimes it'd go yellow, yellow, and you go, oh, "I wonder if that, you know, I wonder if that toothpick leads some, you know, something into it, or the, the post-it note, you know, if you, um, you know, if you used a yellow one, sometimes we wondered if the ink or had had the colouring had leached out of the paper into it, but you might have got your mix just right or whatever. It was so frustrating. Eh? Uh, it goes like a fucking rusty amber colour anyway. At the end of the day, which is way yeah. yellower than the toothpick and the post-it note. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're just yeah. sort of trying to look for any reason to, or any way to stop it. You know, yeah. like you keep them in a dark place and you know limit their exposure to, to sunlight. All I sorts think of things. Yeah. that's exact. That was exactly the thing. As soon as you used to put them out in the sun, I used to get maybe two sessions out of them, and that was it. Then they turned yellow, and once they started, it started turning brown or yellow, like just nothing to eat them anyway. Yeah, maybe yeah. a spotty, spotty yeah. mackerel with a froth and or a or a tailor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So a lot's changed since that. I guess it, it, it. I guess it's morphing into an interesting discussion here, Volts. And I guess before we, we get into design and variations of that, mm-hmm. it'd be worth sort of talking about what what you want to achieve from yeah. a surf candy. I reckon. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, get into, I, I felt the need in my in my video to talk about this quite a bit. So I mean, we're gonna probably cover. I've seen your video, so just no, I, I know that. forgive me. Yeah. So. I know. That's I know. From a from a IP point of view, you don't want to give too much away. No, but, look, it's it's yeah. um, it's not really giving it away. Like, I mean, I just before I started to talk about or show how I tie them, I felt it pertinent to talk about what I want them to do, because <laughs> you know, like um, there's things that we can do now with with UV resin that we couldn't do with the with the with the five minute epoxy. You yeah, know, sure. Like. Yep. I mean, for example, like we can't, we could never thicken the epoxy. You know, if it was the warmer it was, the runnier it was, and and that that was um that determined the layer, how many layers you could put on there. 
or even handle it. Like I never used to have an epoxy wheel. I've never had one of those things. And um, and for people who don't know what that is, that's just a uh, if you've got let me let me put this in a, in another way. If you got if you got like if you put your knife into a, like a jar of honey and pulled mm-hmm. it out and didn't move it, it would drip off. Right? That makes sense. Yep. But if you if you pulled it out and was spinning it around your hands, like the um. I don't know if it's centripetal, centripetal force or centripetal force, what, what keeps it keeps it there, or if it's maybe neither of those. But it, it is centrifugal. Yeah. Is it centripetal? Is it? Yeah. Centrifugal and centripetal, I should say. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Photosynthetic. Yeah, I, I used to work with concrete. Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and um, <laughs> anyway, but like that's a good example of what the epoxy would do. So you would you would get I used to get on my vice, which is probably what you did as well, and I had a rotary vice, and I would just spin it. Until yep. it started to still started to gel up enough so it wouldn't drip, mm-hmm. and that would make a perfectly cylindrical um, candy, you know, which was yes. pr- probably really good for it. But to talk more about what you expect from candies, there's there's certain things that you, that you need from it. What good good people who, people who are good anglers who use surf candies a lot expect from their surf candies, and um, one of those things, one of those, one of those really important things is tail wrapping and avoiding that. And I see when I look at the, um, there's a cover of, on the cover of the surf candy with Bob Popovics. I mean, you can see that even in those days, like that design, like it's, um, it's the, the, one of the ways to eliminate or, pr- or to reduce the risk of that tail wrapping is is displayed there without getting into it. One of the other things that you want to try and reduce is the fly. In some scenarios, sometimes it doesn't even. For a lot of the times, it doesn't even matter. But a, but a fly spinning, you know, would you agree? Those two are the main uh, yeah. considerations. Well, they're definitely going to ruin a presentation. You know, durability comes third in my mind after that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's no point in having a durable fly if it's not in a fish's mouth. So right. yeah, so yeah, you want you want to get the eat and then worry. And uh, yeah, the two things will be fouling and um, spinning. Yeah, because um, because with yeah. those two things eliminated. Without those two things eliminated, you won't get the eat. Yeah. Well, that's not fair to say. You know, I've like as we mentioned earlier, both of us have been fly fishing for tuna for a long time, and I'm sure that when you've tied, you've probably made mistakes like I have, and I've made fuckloads of them, and um, and I've I've tied plenty of candies that have gone out and I've retrieved them and they've been spinning. Mm. And to expand on that a bit, like I see a lot of video from people uh, in the US. Um, and some parts of the country fishing for other species like salmon or, or something like that, and they don't strip like like we do. And even as I'm saying this, I don't mean this is a hard and fast rule, but not many people, <laughs> like a, a fly will really strip, like you can really test a fly's ability to, to spin by that double-handed strip. That's the, yep. probably the most demanding strip on a fly, not spinning, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I don't, I don't double-hand strip very often. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I mix it up yeah. quite a bit. Some some seasons I'll go a whole season without double hand stripping. The next one I'll do just do nothing but double hand strip. You know, mm. but um, yeah. So I, I can't really. It doesn't matter. The point is that there's might be a there might be a point where you do do it. You know, and you require it, and it might be a situation where, you know, yeah. you you might have a fish peel out from a school and, and get a really good look at it, and it might be, and we never really truly know that spinning fly that gets the rejection. In my experience, not only my own fishing, but watching other people fish on the same boat, mm. I've noticed fish reject a spinning fly. You know, so I, it's not something I, I desire. 
out of my flight. Or in saying that, probably like yourself, Fultz, and correct me if I'm wrong, you you, you chuck you chuck a fly, it, it could spin like a fucking propeller. Some of those flies, it wouldn't matter, you know. Some of yeah. those fish fish will eat it no matter what, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, it's it's one of those things. You, it's no. There's no penalty for for having a fly that is perfect and and tracks perfectly straight. You know, you you want your fly to to you know to look sexy when it's you know being stripping harder than a single mum. You know, like it's it's one of them things. You just got to get it all good. So, yeah, stripping harder than a single mum, you say. Sorry, I slipped out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, big lifetime, was it, mate? Long tails. Um, you know, there's been, there, there'll be occasions for long tails where I, I employ a no retrieve or, you know, like a, a strip it for a metre slowly and then let it sink a bit more or whatever. And, you know, if, if fly, I don't know what it's looking like when it's doing that, but it's, you know, it's, um, I'm imagining an injured bait fish limping away from a mosh, you know, and, um, and these predatory, you know, long wheelbase tuna are just cruising through and, you know, that they're the ones that appeal to them rather than the, the super, super fucking athletic you know fast little bait fish that haven't been injured yet so yeah you know that's well, the school one school of thought but it, like i said there's no penalty there's never a, a penalty for having having a fly that you can use it's so much more versatile and you know you can change it mid-retrieve if you have to for the situation mm. um whereas if if you've got a if you've got a dunger fly that falls on its side or twists or you know looks looks bad you're committed to that to that do nothing retrieve yeah yeah, well, with tail wrapping, you, you're not even committed to that. Yeah, that's right. You're you know, committed tail wrapping, to donuts. Your, your day's yeah. Sorry? You've committed to donuts. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. I, I've been that person. Man, I've, I've definitely been that person. I've gone out there and fished for them, and, and it's been tail wrapping. And it's only yeah. been those, through those conversations back at the boat ramp or with mm. people many days later at a club meeting or something like that, that, I've, that like, you know, they might go, how'd you go that day? I saw you out in the water. Yeah. I couldn't get anything. Like, my fly kept tail wrapping. Do you know how to stop that? And then someone will tell you, then someone will tell you, and then I guess, you know, yeah. you, you live and you learn, you know, like it's, um, I mean, we say on this show plenty of times that donuts are, are something to learn from and improve on. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's it's just true. one example. That's yeah. one example of it, you know. I can, like I you, can remember those chats, you know, at Bow Ramp or at Comps or something like that. Mm. You know, hey, mate, how did you go today? <laughs> 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 Good mate, yeah. went fishing. How'd you go? <laughs> well, mate, uh, sounds like someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Please, anyway, what did that person say? I don't know. It was just the, it was just an imaginary character made up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's uh, one of those things you need to pay attention to it. There's there's no penalty for getting it right. There's, there is an occasional penalty for getting it wrong. Um, and um, yeah, pay, pay attention to those things. Um, I noticed with um, with some of those images Chris put up, um, a couple of other side points is um, some of the colours. I know you, you selected those colours just for the for illustrative purposes, right? Like, uh, yeah, no, well, I mean, pinks, them? pink. Well, I, I did. It's always hot colour. Yeah. Pink, I would normally do all pink, but for the for the sake of the video, I did a two tone to show people how to separate the colours. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that colour. I would definitely fish that pink one for sure, um, um, but the seafoam green one and uh, seafoam green with either red eyes or the red gills has always worked well for me as well. 
uh, Olive with the red eyes. That's um, they call that the uh, Chris Candy. That one, I believe. It's um, <laughs> it's not named after anyone else that I know. Um, the, the Olive with the red eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made it yeah, up yeah. myself. Yeah. I actually wrote an, uh, an article in Flying Law. I had a bit written about me in there that I wrote about that, and um, that was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Chris Chris Candy. Uh, it, it's a very very fun, you know good good name for a fly. It's um, I know it's Big Brother John Candy, and um, John you Candy. Know, <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that would be that's a that's that that's a fly name going begging right there, man. <laughs> the John Candy. Maybe we we'll just call it. We could could we call the night version of John Candy? We could, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's could. just sitting there, just doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> John Candy was a big dude in Home Alone, wasn't he? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, from Sheboygan. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It wasn't. I don't think he was in Home Alone, wasn't he? Oh, okay. No, nah, Uncle Buck. You're thinking of, that was Macaulay Culkin too, wasn't it? No, was it? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't care. Um, yeah, but mate, look, look, you know, let's just let's just see how the crowd reacts to that one, eh? Let's just let that marinate there. Yeah, yeah. The John yeah. Candy. The John. <laughs> the John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, so some of the, yeah, colours, colours, you know, I've had success with, like you said, all pink, um, olive over white, seafoam over white, grey over white. Yeah, all white. Um, all white. Yeah, yeah, it's all white, mate. Yeah. Everything I, I like, will be all white. I don't like much flash in them. Hey, just a, just a little bit of silver and a little bit of UV is my favourite, but everyone's, that's, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was just getting excited because that's what I, I explained on the video that, um, yeah, you know, one or two strands of flash is is all you need. Like I don't um, I don't do if I'm going to do a belly sack, I'll use a foil. You know, I don't do yeah. any other flash in those. Some of those candies that are just almost translucent, uh, they work so much better than something that's loud. Like you, it would be surprising, wouldn't it, if you were, if you were standing on the outside looking in, or you didn't live in the area, or or you know you didn't do that sort of fishing, you would you would look at what a lot of the you know, a lot, of, a lot of the media have about tuna and mackerel and stuff, and you would find a lot of information in regards to slugs, like chucking slugs and you know, yeah. what people use to catch for, for tuna and stuff. But, I mean, we can't move the fly that fast. You know, we need something way more natural. And sometimes flash just Agree. Isn't, isn't natural, yeah. you know? I, th I think with um, with uh, slugs or I think people are calling them micro jigs these days, mate. But the... Um... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> What a bunch of wankers! God, they make make they make fly fishermen sound normal when they say that. <laughs> I think I think speed, you know, the speed of the of the micro jig or the slug, uh, you know, overcomes uh, you know triggers curiosity rather than than um, you know any sort of realism. Um, you know, because I've never seen a bait fish that small swim that fast. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's that reaction, like you said. It, it's mm. got to be. There's no there's no mucking around. That's for sure. But, hey, mate, um, with, with, your, with your candies, including the, the John candy, yep. I noticed you're, um, um, you, uh, you, you, you put a lot of epoxy inside the hook gate. Um, All right. You're before comfortable I, be, talking about Yeah, this? yeah. Well, yeah, before yeah. I talk about the reason why that, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll prelude this conversation by saying that opinions with this don't mean shit. They really don't. It doesn't matter what I do or what I think's right. It doesn't matter what anyone, another fly tie does. It doesn't matter. The and and for like you got to remember, I'm a tradesman, so I might use the wrong word here, but I'm sure the gist will come across. But the physics of it, right? The way 
that assembly of materials acts in the water, uh, the way you've assembled them uniquely for that particular fly, the way that it, it acts in the water is the same for everyone. You know, so if, if you want your fly to move, like we just spoke about, like the desired action that we're chasing, like a fly that doesn't tail wrap, a fly that doesn't spin, then you need to assemble your your you, you need to make a hook selection, uh, and use use the materials, you know, to create to to control the drag or mm-hmm. make the drag happen where you want it to. And and in addition, you need to um, make sure that one part of the fly sinks faster than the other part of the fly. You know, so. Um, the other other part of that game is the fishability of it, because that's just. I mean, if we were just making a, an action movie of of surf candy swimming through the water and we need to swim straight and, and true, that's great. But if you're going to talk about like you know we're going to talk about um, hook point exposure, well, none of that means shit if you if you're planning on fishing, you know. So hook selection and uh, and and hook point exposure is also part of it. Some of these things like it's like the perfect boat. It doesn't exist, you know. You can't. You can't have sometimes you can't have one without the other but you're right i like to do that and the reason that i do that is because that i believe and in, in and again this is me going out in the water looking at my own flies that i labored over with five minute epoxy and and finding on the first cast they spin they're just going oh fuck, what a day this is going to be and going back to the vice and back to the vice you know so i um i do i put I, I don't take it for chance anymore. I, in actual fact, I'll, probably, I'll, be, I'll try to accentuate achieving the action that I want to do. And sometimes that means giving up a little bit of the gape. Um, the second part of that, I suppose, is the hook selection. And the hook selection that I, I choose these days is, um, I used to use the TMK 600SP, great hook, right, for that reason. It's got a very wide gape. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the wider the gape is, you know, the hook point is apart from the shank. The more leverage there is to make that fly spin around right okay so that's that's a great hook for that now i prefer because i like the, i i used to like the black but that used to rust on me all the time um now i use the arex sa280 which has got a similar thing to the the varvius um, um did you say varvius yeah i said it wrong didn't i what is it no keep going uh, it's varvius is it i like look it up. yeah <laughs> this is going to be a sledge on me i can see it happening but <laughs> The point is that I, you know, when that that hook point is is the the distance between the hook point and the and the shank, or defined as the gape, is further away, the, gap, the more yeah. leverage that's got to turn it over. So a hook like I say an SL eleven three H doesn't have a lot of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So not to say that hook wouldn't do it, if there was a bare hook pull through it, yes it would. But if you were to put, if you were to create drag on that, that was gonna without any resin on it, that was gonna be uneven on one side. Then that will lend itself to be when it's pulled through the water at a certain velocity, it will spin. Okay, sometimes the loop knot can make it spin, but if you're going to add resin to that and put more resin on the outside of the gate um, than on the inside, then then that would lend itself to sink resin first, like the, you know, the top of the hook first. And that's just not my opinion. That's that's science, you know. And um, but if you're going to put the resin 50/50, in my in my opinion, the way I make them, it's too much of a risk. For things like the, the the drag, like my knot might not be perfect, or I might have just a little bit much more super hair on one side than the other, mm-hmm. is not enough. So I I definitely put more resin inside the gate than I do on the other side for that reason. And sure. um and like I've been using that hook for the last few seasons now since since they came out, you know. And and I like I mean I don't I don't own a bow for tuna anymore. I used to, and I used to get out a lot 
but I haven't missed with that hook since. And I just, I've tied a lot of flies for other people on that. And there's a lot of commercial fly ties tying on that hook right now. And they don't miss. They're, they're, it's a great, it's a, it's a great amount of gape. And I would say, in my experience, because you know, I'm a, I'm a child of the um, of the SL12S revolution in that respect as well. That it's yeah. actually got more gape that hook with the with the more more gape left over with even with that resin in the gape than that than the SL12S has with resin either side of it evenly. Okay, it's it's interesting because that that has been my favourite hook for a long time, as you know, the SL12S. Yeah, and that's comes, fair enough. Comes to tuning, yeah, I, I'm not not here to discuss you know one v the other at the moment. The um, but yeah, I I look at. You know, this is meant to be a, a dis discussion because I, I looked at sure. your candies and I was like, you know, that that was the only thing that concerned me was from from the way I fish. You know, I'm generally always getting a, the hook in the corner of the mouth and you know around that jawbone. Um, so that 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 gape on um, on uh, on the uh, the A Rex, the Gamakatsus, or the Varvius is you know sort of you know critical for me. Um, what did I say? Did I say Varvius? Yeah, Timeco. You know? oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up now to see if, I, what I, if I've done something wrong. Gay Makatsu. Oh, come know? on, man. <laughs> Bar Barabas. Yeah. Barabas. Barabas deference. Yeah. Yeah, Barabas so. deference. <laughs> I, look, man, they haven't been very available to me for where I live, you know? So I'm only reading about it in books. Yeah. And no one's, yeah. And no one's reading it to me who can pronounce it. So, you know. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, Volts. I really do. And um, um, yeah. Please continue. Yeah. So I was really really excited, and I I, um, I approached all of these things with an open mind. I'd love love to see it. I'll um I'll be watching your videos at, at some point with um with with interest. I'm sure I'll learn something um because I um I'm sort of. Uh, looking forward to 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 trying different techniques but you know as i said lately i've just been behind most of my flies and um relying on on reputable um you know fly tires to to deliver a product and i guess you know because i'm time poor i rely on that but sometimes if things don't quite work out or the flyer doesn't perform as well i, I sort of kick myself for not making the time to get a device and and you know engineer things for myself um mm. You know that connection between vice and water is so important. Knowing how your fly is going to work, um, you know, being able to make alterations on the water is pretty important too. I always carry a pair of scissors. I need to trim things up. You know, like you can't always add weight, which, uh, you know, particularly with surf candies, you can trim away some hydrodynamics. Um, you know, you can even you can even shave off a bit of uh, resin if you need to. If you've got a, a sharp blade, it looks ugly as fuck, but it is possible. Oh. I got a way of doing that in that video that shows people, that, but I won't give that away. You'll have to get the video. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 No, that's right. And um, yeah, that's why we like how we spoke about the beginning of the show about following the beef. You know, like it's um, because like you know, I, I can't like look. I, I won't bring you in the conversation with it, but like I've fished with plenty of people who have bought flies off commercial fly ties, yeah. um, and you can tell that they don't fish for them themselves. You know. I've also been to plenty of those meet and greets where you know you'll get you'll get people like yeah I bought these flies off this dude and, and I tried telling him they tail wrap but he wouldn't listen and I just think to myself God that's ugly you know it really is yeah. so that's why we sort of always suggest to people not that much with surf candies but all flies and fly fishing information that if if the person that's it's um selling you the idea that their information is worth taking seriously 
can't show you that they at least regularly or somewhat regularly or got any experience of um of 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 it being part of their own recreational fishing well yeah they might be right but it's also fair enough for it to be a bit of a red flag as well in my opinion because you know like the reason i i, I go to go to all these lengths of learning from observations on the water is because sometimes you get fuck all opportunity you know you get fuck all shots and it's just that like some days there's been times i've been fishing for tuna like and i'm sure you, I can't think of any, but I'm sure there's probably been times I've been fishing with you where we've just gone, where are the fish? And just done miles and miles and miles to see a pot of maybe three long tails pop up and have one shot, you mm -hmm. know? And if that one shot with that pot of three, like that pot of three for starters is not going to respect a spinning fly. And if that shot lands in with a tail wrap, well, then pff, that's your shot gone for the day. But there's been times where that one shot has counted and, and, and you know, made, it, made a great day. You know, just that one fish, you know, because of how hard it was, in it, you know. You exactly. Know? Yeah, you you really want to put your best foot forward when these opportunities arise. Yeah. And, you, and that ain't a spin and fly or a tangled I'll, fly. Yeah. I'll say something in regards to, um, you know, the Lord himself, Bob Popovic, you know, in regards to these fly foils, which have come out in his latest edition with um, fly design, um, is... One of the things I've noticed with it, like I said earlier, that people don't like tying with them. And I've noticed that I've spoken to a few commercial friends commercial fly tying friends um in, in over the phone and stuff like that in regards to this and some say they don't like them i i don't think they like them because because like and i'm not i'm not i want to word this in a way that's more positive towards the foils and i'll go that way because the foils the way that you t if you tie them on and you run you run the um the fly the foil straight like the way they would on a fish because they're they're meant to replicate the aesthetics of like a an australian anchovy or uh, australian sardine i think they call it isn't it? the bay anchovy bay anchovy yeah yeah yep yeah. yeah. um like i mean they don't have a gut sack that runs up on an angle you know and if you're tying like that they're very difficult to tie with you know but if you run the straight edge of the top of the foil parallel with the um with the shank of the hook and you tie that tab in as they've been made and designed to do like bob's telling you himself like to run that resin in the gate you know yeah, like it's right. it's yeah. it's it's the way that um you know god himself designed it you know so it's um <laughs> it's i mean who would argue with with bob you know that's um um that's that's the way i look at it you know like it's it's <laughs> that's why i like them and they're always like i think they're i think they really can show you an economy of resin too you know those foils i think they're really good i don't i don't think they're that good that you should only run foils you should also have a box full of john candies you know <laughs> and and i guess you know like it's probably probably pointing it <laughs> probably pointing it to say as well right now that that surf candies aren't the be all end all for tuna flies either you know yeah clouses work well yeah um, do work exceptionally well particularly on montage yeah um deceivers work really well um i've tried catching them on game changers and i've had them mouth it but they can't find the hook for some reason yeah. um um poppers i've caught them on poppers just blind casting areas around in areas like weeper and stuff that's been pretty fun yeah. um but around around the wimbledon of fly fishing wimbledon of tuna fishing as as i've heard you <laughs> call it which i agree around morton bay and stuff like the fishing is it's tough man it's got to be they they can't be aware of you they got to think it's very real and um you know and you got to be you got to be good on the rod to get past the sharks you know so that's what makes that's what makes the um and there's and there's usually 100 boats on the bay all chasing tuna so 
And like the jet skis too, they're they're the bane of my existence. Sharks and jet skis. Here we go again. Jet skis, man. Can we please talk about water skiers for one week? Yes, all right. No, I'm kidding, mate. Let's 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 rip on them. (laughs) 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 No, but there's some great. You know what, Fly? I reckon is going to go really well. That I'm I'm going to pack in my box this season if I'm um, nice enough to scab a ride on someone's boat. Um, Uh Flat wings. I reckon flat wings like that that Al's been introducing would just kill it. You know, a nice five or six inch flat wing. Cast around the edge of the schools for long tails. I reckon that'll be a great long tail fly. Sure, deadly. Deadly. What colours would you do there, mate? Probably, probably little mackerel colours. You know, like, like, you know, like that. Um, uh, the the like the uh, turquoise grizzlies and um, yeah, you know, sea foam and um, sea foam green saddles and stuff over white. You know, I reckon that'll be really deadly when they're hunting um, flying uh, fish, flying fish and garfish. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love it how angry long tails get when they're chasing gars. Hey, and and um and flying fish but you know when they're hitting them garfish it's just so good you know they get they yeah. get fuck, come bursting through the surface and they fucking hit them hard it's good yeah yeah man i saw yeah. an article once i'm sure we brought this up on the show i feel like we brought this up on the tuna show and i feel like you remembered the article it was a long time ago um it was one of the first times i saw conventional fishermen p- pay attention to long tail past chucking slugs you know, stick baits weren't around back then. It was slugs. Mm. But this dude did an article about Morton Bay Longtail using 12-inch sluggos, um, big 12-inch soft pink soft plastics. Oh, yeah, I don't remember the article, but I know it's a it's been a tactic. Um, I know um, our mate Wayne Bennett, Paul Dolan, he was, you know, when he was in Harvey, he was, he was smacking them on uh, five-inch bubblegum. Um, Snapbacks. Uh, yeah, snapbacks from was it Z Z Man or whatever. No, no, yeah. that was snapbacks. Was a brand same with made with that that Plastisol, same product as Z Man. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, yeah Z, the snapbacks went out of business, and um, Z Man took over a very similar product. But the bubblegum pink snapbacks were just um, worth their weight in gold when they when they got discontinued. I think Paul Paul might have enlisted the whole team to get him packets, and I think he's still got a few packets left over. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bron- Broncos pink, one. I think it's called now. Rocco pink. Broncos yeah. pink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right I, think, I think his electric chicken's now called Rabbitos as well. Rabbitos <laughs> <laughs> snapback. I'm not sure. I, I mean, you'll have to check up with him, of course. But yeah. that article, one of the things I found interesting in there, which I wanted to bring up, because <laughs> they're talking about it when, when they're chasing garfish, <laughs> that they, they were talking about the tactics. They said, don't worry about finding... <laughs> you still hung up on the rabbitos? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, they were talking about the tactics, and they right. said, don't worry about finding long tail. Just blind cast this around, and they'll find you, which I read that and gone, oh, that's awesome. Man, how cool will that be? Yeah, you know, not right. having to chase those things, just just be a dead boat, just blind casting that big 12-inch. Could you imagine just ripping that thing through the water, and then it just coming tight with a long tail? Like, that would just pretty be... Pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, it'd be epic as. I don't... No, I I would do that. That um, I don't know any spin rods. If someone wants to lend me a spin rod and a twelve inch logo to go out to Morton Bay, happily oblige. Appreciate it. <laughs> Just contact Volts here at two a.m. via text message. That's the best time. Hey Volts, still yeah. can't talk. Yeah. Meet me at the ramp, Volts. I'll be yeah, yeah. I'll be down there before I wake up. I'll be pulling up, going, "What the fuck? What's going <laughs> on?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't think any 12-inch fly, I don't think you could cast a beast around, you know, for, for them. I don't know. Maybe they would. 12-inch fly? What, 
what could that what prey image would that possibly represent? The longfin pike, those yellowfin pike, though. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't. I mean, if you tie a beast, they don't they don't thin down. If you tie them correctly, they don't thin mm. down to um to being like a gar or a pike anyway. They'd have to. It'd yeah. be a mullet imitation. They got such a deep profile. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> oh well, I guess that leads us on to Jewfish, right? <laughs> I nah. guess. No. No, let's not talk about Jewfish. Oh man, I just got a hook in my foot. Oh really? What is it? It's an A-Rex hook. It's um of some description. It's uh, an NS122, but it didn't go all the way into the barb. Luckily oh, enough. Did you have um? Did you have epoxy in the gate? I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 uh, one time that um, that that was not to my detriment. I was fishing with Daz. I, I don't think he'll be listening to this because, yeah, I think he's more into archery these days. But um, yeah. um, um, I was fishing with Daz and I copped a fly in the back. I was yeah. fishing. I was fishing a twelve weight with a fourteen weight line because that's how much I hate um, blind ca- um, false casting, and um, <laughs> and circles under the boat. <laughs> um, and I I had the wind on my shoulder. And I cast it out and. Um, I was, I was trying to bang out a full cast, so there's that much sort of line going on. And the fly came through, hit me in the back, buried itself in, and then the line started laying out, and I felt it just pulling super deep. And um, because I put all that, I put that uh, epoxy in the gape, um, it pulled the fly so deep right up to the, um, it closed the gape up. So there was no, there was Ooh. no doing the mono trick to pull it out. Oh, I wow, really? There that, was no room to bend it down. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, it went man. through my shirt, went buried all the way into my back. I had to go to the, the medical center and get it cut out. I've still got oh, it. Wow. Far out. That's a deep man. Yeah, that's the deepest I've ever had a hook go in, that's for sure. But yeah. Did Dav Daz give it a good crack? Get in tight on your back and try and get it out or Oh no nah, man, I was just You said go it was, it was, I don't yeah, I don't think I even caught it. I was so pissed off that I had to go in, you know? Yeah. That um that I was just like just because you have you ever had worn a hook before? You yeah, have, man, yeah. There's, there's a video of it one going in my thumb. Yeah, thumbelina. Did you feel that go in? Actually, I, I, I felt like someone hit my thumb with a hammer. Yeah. Know, but yeah, you don't feel the actual, you know, the hook going in. It doesn't feel like that. You know, no, it just feels, no. I've never been shot either, but, you know, I'd imagine it, you know, a very, very small scale, you oh, know, That puts my mind at ease quite a bit. You reckon yeah. that's what a shot would feel like? You wouldn't feel it? It'd be like a hook going in? Oh, I don't know, man. I have to ask someone who's shot. I might get yeah. that boat. What time is the bank open? <laughs> anyway, that's a subject for another day. Um, yeah, yeah, but like I mean, it went all the way. Yeah, air like, rifle at hundred meters, something like that. You know. That's... <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you got an older brother. See. You would have been shot. By... I tell you what, it hurts more than. I don't have an older brother. Blood. I was the older brother. Oh really? Yeah, I, I'm the one with the air rifle, and yeah, and that's so not 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 a joke. <laughs> you were you were you Derek or or Dale? Go back. <laughs> I was Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> Nighthawk, Nighthawk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nightwing. <laughs> that was that's off the. Uh, I just watched the Avengers, uh, the Titans on on uh, Netflix. That's where I got that from. Yeah, cool, man. Nice. Third season sucks ass. Just <laughs> anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's one of the worst ways to get off the water. You know, um, having to go in early due to getting a hook in your thumb and. And it's it t- certainly sucks. It's it's got to be right up there with seasickness. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it was um it sucked going in. Like I had to um, 
um, when I when I because we were in Daz's boat. And uh, when we got back to the bow ram, Daz had to cut a square out of my shirt because the candy was on top of my shirt all the way through. So the shirt was still, he had to cut a square out. And um, it just sucked because I was, I was coming back in the boat and, you know, like I had a Columbia shirt on. So the wind's making it just flap around as we're fanging back in. And yeah. it's just, just that, that was, it didn't really hurt, but that was the mo- that was a pretty, un- that was about the most uncomfortable part of it, you know? Yeah, and then right. waiting in the doctor's surgery, that sucked too. So that's the one thing I want to avoid by bearing hooking me anymore is just going to the doctors and wait, sitting there waiting. Worst part of bearing hooking you, getting it cut out, I reckon. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I've had to do it twice now. Once I went to the emergency because it was after hours, it was like a late Sunday afternoon. There was no medical yeah. centers open. I sat there for six hours, eh, with a, with a, with a hook in my finger. Oh, man, six hours. Yep. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care about you. I rocked up to them, and they they just started laughing at me. You know, I mean, oh, they must wow. get some super serious stuff that comes in through the emergency section of the Nambour Hospital. But uh, and I'm there with a hook, and they're like, "How'd you do that?" I'm like, "Well, I was aiming for the other finger, but I got this one." <laughs> what a question! <laughs> oh my, yeah. So yeah, so there you go, mate. But uh, tuna season's around the corner too, so it's not far away. It's probably um, I hope we're, I hope we're helping some people uh, get ready for it because tuna on flies um is a great a species. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot fun, of fun, fun. and there's some great, great technical stuff. It's funny how we sort of morphed in. This wasn't high on the the, t- the the time allocation list, but you know I guess it's a it's a really good point to to start getting your tackle ready. Um, mm. I'm gonna look at some new um. Uh, some some putting some new backing on some reels and there's something you were talking about the other week I want to have a oh, look yeah. closer. What was that? Yeah, yeah. So I got some um, I got some feedback um, on um, on that um, Holocore um, Holocore braid or C16 as it's called. Um, C16. Yeah, C16. Right. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so we spoke about it last time in relation to gel spun, and I said that. It was really nice. I got it loaded up on uh, on 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 an SR SR an SR8 Shilton reel, and um and I chose that because I list I, I looked at it. I looked at the information available on it. One was um, the way you can do your loops on it, but the, the other the other things that appealed to me. One of the things that appealed to me the most was the fact that it was much less abrasive on your on your fingers. So yeah, if you're listening to this and 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 um. And you you catch trout or something like that. Maybe maybe just go make a sandwich. You'd have to really see your backing to sort of um, know what we're talking about here. Please forgive me, trouties. I'm only joking. You just you just <laughs> low hanging fruit. You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's not like you guys don't have a go at us. I saw our our long time listener Shane Broadby. G'day Shane. Put something up not so long ago that said saltwater fly fishing was invented so people could catch fish. So, oh god, come on, you know, like I mean, <laughs> listen my up, comment. Shane. Shame, shame, shame. You know, you know why Shane's reels have porting in them? Why? So you can see the backing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice day, Shane. <laughs> anyway, so like well, well, the, when you got... That's really nasty. I, I'm apologising in advance. I'd love to have a beer with Shane one day. I really would. So would yeah. I. For that reason, I don't think we should apologise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's more where that came from, Shane. Yeah, you Shane. Know? Um, um, <laughs> so get so getting back to that that sub- subject i've got some information that yeah. that can explain why it doesn't cut your hands and why it can fit more on your spool because your question was how can it be softer on your fingers and you can fit more on 
And I, as I say that, I remember there was a point there where you thought I called you a moron, but I was just saying putting moron the real. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I would Since never say that, boss. Moron, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. You can um, say moron the real. Yep. Yeah. What'd you call me? Shane. Okay. <laughs> Chris um, Shane Adams. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, yeah, thanks, man. But I, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's hilarious in um, some parts of the country. Um, so I'm going to try and explain the way it was explained to me. And I'm going to w- word it in a way that as if I was explaining to my uh, my fellow cement plasterers. Yeah. You know? Okay. Not, not the sharpest crew. So the reason is, is is in the construction of the product compared to compared to Gelspun. That's what we're comparing it to, right? Mm-hmm. So, so okay. So the the best way to explain this is like, um, you know, both products are made up of fibers. And if you were to get one strand of fiber, and you were to get another strand of fiber, and and lay it over uh, perpendicular to each other, you would create a cross. And if you were to con- continue that pattern um, of one strand laying over the other in front of the other, you would have a series of diamonds. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, the uh, the strands in this definition are called carriers, and you've probably heard them talk about you know um, carriers in like you know whatever carrier braid and things like that, or um or picks mm-hmm. per inch, right? And the diamonds are the picks, right? Eh? So does that make sense? The definition of, of how gel spun and the and the hollow core are made up, right? Yeah. So they're woven together. So they're woven together, and they're, and the they're, they're is a diamond, and the number so of diamonds per inch is the pick number. Is, is the picks per inch correct? Yeah. So, right. so the higher so, the pick number, the the tighter the weave. Is that what you said? Um, that no, the higher the pick number, the the looser the weave. Oh well, the the less the less carriers. Okay. It it may not matter how tight the weave is, but okay, let's just right. let's just look at it this another way. So, so gel um spun usually runs with less carriers than the hollow core. So the hollow core runs with sixteen carriers. So there's sixteen fibers running parallel with each other. That are running perpendicular over another 16 carriers. So there's 16 layers going over 16 layers, creating a diamond in between those 16 going over 16. That's the hollow core, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So as you can imagine, with six, like uh, compared to gel spun, which might run with like five or six carriers, um, you know, there's going to be a lot less picks per inch than there is uh, for for um, to compare to gel spun. And that, and, and because of that reason, there's less um, um, abrasion, similar to the way there would be like a sawtooth, you know, like so a, a, a saw a saw that's got more teeth per inch is going to be mm-hmm. more abrasive than a saw that's got um, less teeth per inch. Make sense? Is that right? Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. So saw is not probably the, the best sp- analogy, but size of the teeth or nose would be pretty. No, important. it's not about the size of the teeth. It's about the 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 um the frequency of the teeth. Right. Okay. So as it's peeling off your line at a million miles an hour, you've just got all these picks running over your fingers with with um with a more coarser carrier, because that's the other thing. The carriers on the hollow core are much finer, and uh, they're much softer. Right. And um, although they're both round, they both sit flat, which is one of the things we wanted to bring up on the show. It's just got more. The, the carriers running over your finger are softer than um, than less carriers. Okay, so more picks per square picks per inch is more abrasive. Less carriers per inch are more abrasive than the opposite way around. <clears throat> gotcha. And that's the way it was explained to me, and uh-huh. that makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you? I, I think in pictures, but I think I'm getting the gist. Yeah, yeah. You think in pictures and and big letters, right? 
Yeah, videos too. That's why they're a very effective communication and educational tool for me. Yeah. I understand, mate. I understand. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we could find a video that we could put up, an educational video for the listeners and yourself on the Facebook page that will explain this further. I can't imagine we'll get a lot of views on it, but there might be one or two people out there in um, Into land that uh, find it interesting. Sure, man. I'll keep I do. I find mm. it. I found it really interesting to the point where, like, I've never had it on my reels before, and I I took for gospel that that information. And although I haven't watched it peel off my reel at a million miles an hour, and when I do, I'll report back by just loading it on and mucking around with it. I can already tell that it's less, way less abrasive than than gel spun. That's for sure. Yeah, it right. feels just feels like thing. It reminds me of Bionic Braid a little bit, you know, but um. Um, but Bionic is way thicker, way, way, way thicker. Yeah. Oh, I'm just curious enough to give it a crack full stop, man. Sounds great. Well, yeah. I, I'm, look, man, you do what you like, but um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, like if, if anyone wanted more information in regards to it, the guy who explained it to me was, was Pete from Nervous Water, and uh -huh. um, that guy is is um, is a definitely – he knows his products inside mm -hmm. and out. And if you're interested in – if you're like me and, and you know, like guiding – you're backing over your back onto your reel mm -hmm. while you've got a fish that's, you know, a couple of fly long, line lengths out, is um, is something you you want, you know, because laying your braid back on onto your backing, if you don't get on a nice crisscross pattern, it can cut into itself and it, it can, can come, yeah, it yep. can come off as knots. It can sometimes give and cut the braid in a worst case scenario, um, but even um, even that um, even the aspect of that hollow core being um, much more abrasive resistance, and that's because of the carriers as well, like 16 versus 5, you know. it's um, right. That's what makes it more abrasion resistance as well. What colours does it come in? Off the top of my head, I believe it comes in white, chartreuse, maybe blue. I think blue might might not be available in C16. Um, um, let me tell you. Let me find out for sure. It's a very just a quick click away. Right. Um, one <clears> memento. Um, quick click and a few taps of the keyboard, um, not far away, is me buying time for me typing with two fingers. <laughs> Search and destroy. Can you can you touch type with multiple fingers? <laughs> About four fingers, I reckon. Really? Yeah. That's talent, man. I can't do that. I just do two fingers, but I'm super fast. Um, yeah. So we've got white, chartreuse... Um, that's, yeah, oh, and blue, yeah, there's blue, blue there. And what braking strings does it come in, mate? Let me just click on one open and check her out. 40, 60, and 80. Wow. Cool. So you can create, this is the thing I like about this. I like the softness on the fingers, but the loop part of it, you know, like there's nothing wrong with tying a bimini. I've done that on many just run, um, backing reels I've had with backing and stuff like that for sure but mm -hmm. um, the idea of making a, a, a braided loop in itself it's like it's like Gutebrod it's like gel spun version of Gutebrod you know well and putting cool. a loop yeah putting a loop in itself and creating a 100% braking strain knotless loop was awesome great idea so appealing yeah cool man so appealing yep. yeah mega Excellent. appealing <laughs> yeah so that's um so that's a bit of a callback but I felt the need to um it, we didn't have the room in the last podcast to talk about it, but yeah, I um, Pete listened to the podcast. He's probably listening now. G'day, Pete. How's it going? Um, just to see if I butchered that explanation. I hope that you're not embarrassed for me, Pete. I hope I, I hope I killed it. 
<laughs> Sorry, Pete, in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, dude? We should um this year. You know, the last time we did a vlog, which has been a long time. Yeah. We did promise regular vlogs, but we didn't st stipulate what regular meant. We could be one every five years and still be regular. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, yeah it's the period. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <coughs> sorry, did you hear that, man? It sounded like Sherwood Forest. <laughs> Robin Hood's there, mate. He's yeah, there. that that tune's called an hour and five minutes, mate. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to steal all your bucktails. Give it to yeah, the yeah. Give them to yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have any. I got them coming though. Oh yeah, cool. Where's that point? Yep, finally. So, um, brief explanation. Due to COVID, I haven't been able to import them since September. I've still got some bucktails there left over because I had dick loads, but I've just I've got I've got five hundred white tails that I've got to die when they get here on their way. Good. Finally. So they'll be here. Yeah. Yeah, Slacker. like so um yeah. all um all grades, um of bucktail. Um and yeah, I don't know. I can't pre sale them yet. I know people have been waiting to waiting to buy them. I can't take your money yet because I want to make sure that the grades are what they are. And if I only end up with one A grade out of 500, well, then I can't take your money. You know, it'd be it's unfair. It's going to be expensive, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it might not even make it. It might go in my stash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're about a week away. So, yeah, um, okay, so wait, the wait is nearly over. Yep. Excellent. Um, yeah. Well, so I've been one of those ones waiting, mate. So I'm yeah. uh, bated breath. It's another famous fly pattern. Yeah. That was one of the first flies I ever tied, actually. The baited breath. Yeah. yeah, I think I think not. I think a clouser was the first one. The second one was a baited breath, and then after that was a bass vampire. Wow, cool man. Wow, how about you, mate? What was the what was the first fly you tied uh, apart from a clouser? I'm sure a clouser was probably the first one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, clouser was definitely one of the first ones. Um, actually, very early on, with the assistance of um, uh, Nick Stewart, one of our early Early, oh, here we um, go. It's going to be an intruder, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was a, um, it was a really rough looking Dahlberg. Yeah, yeah. There's, so. there's that Sherwood Forest thing again. That's yeah, it's a, not me. Yeah. No, it's all good, mate. Um, some it's very unprofessional of a podcaster to have any sort of sound going on there. So please forgive me, Waltz. The rest of you deal with it it's free. Um, what'd you say, man? <laughs> yeah, Dahlberg, um, which was pretty oh, did rough. you? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's cool. Um, oh, Back in the days of spinning, spinning hair, yeah, 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 spinning man. <clears throat> I used to spin it as well, and 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 um, used to think my uh, my 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 Dahlbergs that I could see the hook shank through were just awesome. <laughs> I did. I it's, thought they were wicked. Yeah, yeah it's funny because that was literally me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. You early knew on. It was, you, you knew top order was over because your fly sunk. Yeah, yeah, you get about. I don't know, five or ten minutes. There was this golden period where <clears throat> the better ones I'd tied, um, they'd float, they'd floated high because I'd cut them shit. Mm. But then they'd, they'd get sort of semi waterlogged. They'd sit in the surface film rather than on it. Yeah, and that was been a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, that was the the golden moment. It didn't last very long, but um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But one of the things, this is a massive digression, but one of the things I did. Uh, that I would probably, you know, I, I got some lessons early on um, through a local tackle shop. Um, but the, the point is, it's not where you get it. It's, you know, you get get some lessons in general, whether it's fly casting, fly tying. It's the best money you can spend. 
You know, you don't even was, need to go to a yeah. fly shop anymore. You get fly lessons online now. Yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah, you yep. can learn to tie the John Candy <laughs> for, for three dollars. <laughs> oh man, what's going to define a John Candy? Is it like something that, like a toilet candy? Is it? It's going to be like a trough lolly or something? Oh, or no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to not going to call the night candy a John Candy. Well, yeah, good. No, the John Candy. You do that. Do the John Candy for the night candy. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. just call it that as as part of like an in joke for podcasters. Yeah. See how mm-hmm. it goes. See how long it takes before that name gets stolen from other people who don't like it because it's from Australia. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like like a slow water game changer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't man. know. We know. <laughs> don't get bent up. That's good, man. As long as mm-hmm. I can get fishing, I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, so yeah, man, uh, where we go from there, I can't remember what you're talking about. We're just talking about we digressed, yeah, fly lessons, um, flight dying lessons, you know, Nick Stewart uh, lessons, removal Stewart, of dog yeah. turd from, from um, car handles. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we're vlogging, um, we're in, incoming stuff. What else are we? Oh, yeah, about? okay, yeah, so the vlog thing, so we should. A, a bit of a feedback. I don't know if you you heard this, but um, one of our listeners, Jimmy B, told me that, um, hey man, you know you're just catching a bait, don't you? Remember? That, um, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Jimmy B, correct me if I'm wrong. He's a trout fisherman. That that's him. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he's got a point, mate. They weren't they weren't very uh, notorious tuna. Like um, that's meritorious. Yeah. What did I say? Notorious. No, you said Varvas. Yeah. Did I? Yep. All right. Yeah. No worries. Varvius. Well, they weren't very meritorious tunner, and um, <laughs> and uh, and they probably were, and they really, well and truly are bait bait sized fish. So we go and catch some man sized tuna this year. We should we should do it. I'll take that on board. Thanks, Jimmy B. Maybe stick to your inflatables down there, mate. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. <clears throat> yep. Let's yep. do that. Did you see our former guest um Bong Bong was in um was was catching trout in the in the city the other day? What? In the, Where? With the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the background. No, really? Just Just a, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Alright, let's have a look. Bong Bong. Insta, I mean, not amazing. There's no such social media platform called amazing. But yeah, um I thought that was worth worth mentioning for those who, you know, like um follow our guests. Uh, Angus Reynolds um, catching trout in the middle of Sydney. Wow, look at that. That's Amazing. Crazy. Judging by that camera angle, he's, he must be fishing at Taronga Park Zoo. You know, I was, just... um, I was, <laughs> yeah, well, I was speaking to a friend of mine, Neil, and he said that he knows that spot. Oh. <laughs> 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 and, it's not, um, not a very harding spot to, to recognize. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know. I think it's called Dumb Sledge Creek. Um, no oh, one got it. It's, um, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. But uh, no, <laughs> nothing to be sorry about, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you're saying sorry to someone else, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. Once a wise YouTuber told, once told us to keep our in jokes to ourselves. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wise man. Um, yeah, but we we should get out and do that vlog. I reckon. Yeah. Get it sure. on. Get it on. Yeah, yep. for sure. That'd be good. 
You know mm-hmm. what? It's um, it's coming into um, Barramundi season too. Yeah, just opened, eh? First of February, you can go out and catch your saltwater barras legally. To yeah, I use that term pretty um, uh, pointedly, I should say. Is it, you know, there's been yep. a lot of uh, a lot of barras caught in the last twenty four hours. You know. Oh yeah, and mm. um, I want to quote a uh, a friend of mine who uh, made a quote online that I thought was quite apt for this time of year. Oh, God damn it. I'm trying to find it whilst I'm... Um... Oh, man, maybe he deleted it. I don't think he should have deleted it if he deleted it because I, I think he should you know, be yelling that one loud and proud. Uh, let me see if I can find it. God, man. You with me, you with me mate? You still there? Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to find it. Um... Here it is, yeah. I was, I was on the wrong platform. Oh, so um, I'm going to drop his name because he's, he's a nice dude and I'm sure he's I'm sure he feels like he could stand behind this because he should. Oh, Martin Brennan. Martin came down for a casting lesson over Christmas. Good dude. and um, Decent caster yeah. too, you were saying. What's that? You were saying he's a decent caster. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to give a lesson to someone when they can already punch out like 80, 90 feet. Smooth mm-hmm. as, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but we worked on stuff and it was um, it was good, but it was good to catch up. But anyway, so Martin went on to say, uh, Dave Bradley put a pitch up of a barra that was caught six years ago, very upfront and saying when it was caught. But it was an impressive barra for a dude, little dude. This dude called Alex looks like he's about six years old or something like that. Um, might be eight. Um, Two first names. First, uh, who? Alex. Da- Dave Bradley. No, we're <laughs> talking about Alex. Six yeah, years Al- old. Alex. Yeah, Alex B. Um, maybe Alex it's Alex. Boy. Maybe it's Alex Brennan. Maybe it's Marty's kid. I don't know. Anyway, Alex boy, yeah. Alex boy, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Anyway, so Marty says, "I love seeing pics with emerald clean water in the background on the inverted commas first day of Barra." Mean it. Meanwhile, spring tides and chocolate water flowing around. Wait a minute. Around, around, flowing around the place because of all the rain. I'm guessing. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty good comment, really. You know, because you do, uh, you've seen all these pictures of Barracourt on the first day um, that don't lend themselves to the current conditions of the water, which look like iced coffee pretty much all the way down the East Coast. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yep, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Same thing happens on cod season. I'm sure that's sure it happens all around the world. People mysteriously just show up with pictures that they were uh, or fish they caught on the first day of i'm not about to call them out i'm not going to say that's not legit are you oh, volts well uh, i don't know it's uh, that that might come from a envious place in my case but you know it's it's just i can understand these people have been sitting at at home for months twid- twiddling their thumbs just waiting for that you know for that moment to go out and crack that fish you know, oh, look, it, it is what it is. I, I find it more comical than anything else rather than, than a Haiti comment, you know. Oh, no. it's, um, it's, it's so it's it's almost so predictable, predictable it's become a cliche, you know. It's like that. Uh, I'm sure there's been memes, so I can't wait to February the 1st so people can put up their barra photos. Yeah. Know, <laughs> stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Look, mm. man. Yeah. There's, uh, it's like um, it's like people that, that – you see a lot of people fishing – I saw a lot of floodwaters locally around our place. I know this podcast goes around the place, so I won't make it too local. But in, in our state, we've got a uh, program called the Stockton Permit um, mm. Scheme. 
Yep. Now, which means that those dams that are subject to that stocked impoundment permit mean that they get stocked, they're a put-and-take fishery, they're exempt from the closed season. Um, there's one particular lake that's part of the stocked impoundment program that flooded recently that I saw uh, a lot of people fish the downstream side of it. And because the water flows out of it and um, and it's locked from the ocean, I believe that the, the bass... The ruling for bass now. I could be butchering this, but I believe bass means that if you if you fish in an area that's that's barraged off from from salt, then you can fish it through the close season. That's true, isn't it? Or if it's an area, or what's the definition? It doesn't reach salt water or something. Oh, I I'm just I'm not going to say, mate, because I I don't want to fuck yeah, it up. I could Grab be fucking up. Rules and, and and have a look. Yeah, but but I believe barra is different. I believe barra is just cut and dry. These impoundments that are listed are exempt from closed season. Everything else is part of closed season. It's yeah. it's social media is pretty funny like that, isn't it? Like it's um it can be a real landmine, um, uh, sorry minefield for um for people that are putting themselves out there or um, with tall poppy syndrome in Australia and so that. But but there's a lot of things that people don't get caught out from and they get patted on the back for. Um, for fear of being, for people making comments for fear of being that that person who's labelled a hater, you know, or you're just jealous or something like that, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you there I mean? there is there's definitely penalties for being for being the um, you know, the internet cop. Definitely, you know, pe- people will hate on you if you ever point out something. So yeah, could <clears throat> you you could you imagine like I mean, there's all these people that are driving up from major cities to fish these fish that are very predictable in these floodwaters like it's it's not hard to throw something in there um you know they might be doing on fly uh, they might be doing with lures it doesn't really matter what they're doing with but i guess through the definition of the law potentially they're, they're fishing out of season but i never saw one comment on any of those posts of someone saying that hey eh? i wonder what that what that does eh, for um for the fishery you know those fish are, are destined for the salt for sure maybe not mm. in that flood but they're they're on their way there because they've already gone over a, a one wall. Yeah, you know? sure. Yep. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on that. But um, but it's good that um, Barra's season's open. Barra's, for those international listeners, is a staple sports fish for us in Australia. Great fish. Um, willing to take flies, lures, bait, caught in nets. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> Square hooks are very popular for Barra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of square hooks, looks like um, it looks like the um, without getting too far into political stuff, I don't want to. Well, we can discuss it if you want, but the um, the review for the Sandy Strait was meant to be up last year. That's carrying on again now. We're into the second month of 2022, and it mm-hmm. looks like it's just gone by the wayside. Bit of a shame, eh? Look, uh, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully, there's some um, some governmental processes. Uh, that that have been completed thoroughly, um, and I'm sure there is. You know, there's um, there's a lot of oversight these days into into these reviews, no doubt. So hopefully, mm. um, hopefully the right decisions are made, and the greatest good for the greatest number is uh, realised. That that's a bit utopian. No, I, I think it, I think it's well put, mate. And um, I don't know where ut- utopia is, but um, yeah, it does sound good. Yeah, it was a U2 album actually. Yeah, I will never, ever, ever forgive you two for putting their music on my <laughs> Apple device 
<laughs> you have no idea how much of like nails on a chalkboard that is for me to hear you two pop up after, <laughs> you know, pig destroyer or something like that. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm here. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Then it's some stupid U two U two song. You know. <laughs> Bad shit too. Like wasn't even, you know, yeah. Wasn't even Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah, that's, I got to say it's one of my favourites. Um, uh, what was that? Um, uh, New Year's Tree. Yeah, no, it was before that. Uh, was it? it? Yeah, it had um, had New Year's Day on it. That album, Sunday, yeah. Bloody Sunday. Yeah, great. Um, Under a blood red sky. That would have been it. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, one. I've never been into it. To be honest with you. But um, okay. but that's cool. I I can I I I can appreciate that song Sunday Bloody Sunday for what it's about. That's for sure. But yeah. uh, not my not my cup of uh, vodka, mate. <laughs> 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 not my cup of forex. Um, but yeah, look, man. I think um, I think you know we we've done all that's really expected of us from the show thus far, unless there is something that you had in mind to surprise me. For what's coming on? So, what do you got for us, Volts? Um, what do I got for us? As in, what's upcoming shows, or you want no. me to hit you with something scandalous and yes, joyous right now? Yes. Uh, do you want to talk about workaholics? Great show. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about something fishing. Let's talk about something fishing. Okay. Uh, Listen, um, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow for you, Chris. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really tough pill to swallow. Um, no, I'm just joking. Had a lot <laughs> of good... <laughs> I got a lot of good feedback over the um, over the last week about um, the Fly Life show. Um, I mean, I had one guy who said... Um, listening to to late and that inspired him to to um uh what was his to quote his got his creative juices flowing um Hmm, so he's wearing absorbent pants (laughs) (laughs) he's pretty sweaty when you get you know yeah 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 so he's yeah he's he's pretty pumped um and uh one one person even said i think he's one of the better guests you've had on so um, that was that was interesting feedback too. Um, I think there was a guy in Western Australia passed that one on. Um, so thanks very much, champ. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, just trying to think. There's there's been no other really um, newsworthy pass-ons I need to to give you. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's great, mate. No, I I had some feedback as well, and. Um, it was about the show being great, um, all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I must admit, like I said at the beginning of the show, most of the feedback I get is in regards to the, um, you know, thanks for putting your time in, all that sort of stuff, and love the show yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But the most, like, there's all stuff that might be unique to the show that happened that week, but it's always um, the, the follow the beef thing. I've had people say that, like, you know, I, fly fishing was a minefield for me until I started to think about what you meant by that, well, what we meant in regards to follow the beef, uh, it made me look into things um, a lot harder, you know? Um, and uh, and I think that's great, you know? Like, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's very hard being in the industry and then also coming across as genuine about like pointing people in the right direction um you know so because without sounding like you're selling and i really don't want to sound like that you know like it 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 does it frustrates me like um to see people spend longer than they need to based on copying someone who's taking nice photos of something that's not directly fishing i don't know if i'm coming across right with that and i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's just a matter of like what your intention is if your intention is to is to catch fish for what you're doing a lot of people like for example tie flies because they like tying flies i get that some people like to cast in the field and don't like to cast on the water but you know i just just would like some people aren't necessarily intentionally dishonest about it i'm not saying they are i don't say there's a world of scammers out there i just think there's a people with a lot of um, misguided intentions you know and i think that um i think if people are going to look more into it well then I'm, I don't know, you've also that makes me feel pretty good to know that um, that you know we're we're shaving potentially years off of someone enjoying the sport. Makes me feel yeah very happy because that's pretty much the only reason to do this. You know, yeah. um, it, it's it's a bit of fun. It's a lot of work, uh, but the upside is um, you know getting getting warm fuzzies, helping people um, move forward, and and you know hopefully help ourselves move forward in the process it's great mm. what are one of the things you're expecting from yourself to move forward Vols? i think i said to you when we got started i wanted to uh care less what people you know thought uh people that either i didn't care about or, or people who i didn't know you know um uh, you know it's sort of uh i wouldn't say if sometimes you, you can be afraid to put yourself out there um for a fear of being judged um mm. and that's sort of evaporated now for me it's you know 100 and what is it 120 something episodes this, um, this is 127 yeah so that that's sort of and that's very introspective and private thought of mine but yeah that's um that's sort of largely gone away i just you know if, if there's any sort of criticism that's not warranted or you know you can see pretty straight through it pretty easily um you know you see it for what it is haters mm. Or, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying if, if there's something legitimate, something could have done better, I definitely want to improve on it. But, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I man. I actually that's... feel sorry for, for those people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I think it's fair enough to say that you're very mindful of um, of how your words impact uh, people's lives, either positively or negatively. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's, it's, it's from the feedback we get, it's more overwhelming that um that we positively impact people's lives when we talk like that as in you know you know here's if we don't know we'll find someone who does and um and we 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 encourage you to look further as well you know and i think that's a a good attitude to have than than um taking things on for face value um in, in any sport or any hobby that you're that you're interested in i mean you wouldn't go and you wouldn't go and buy a car off a a car salesman who doesn't have a license, you know, and yeah. that's a, that's akin to me to, to buying fishing gear off someone, you know, who doesn't fish, you know, or um, mm. or like buying, you know, like if you're if you go into a shop that that lives in an area that's got doesn't have the species that the staff in that shop fish for, and yeah. you're taking their yeah. advice for gospel. Well, I mean, buy beware, dude. I mean, staring you oh, in the face, you know. Oh, that that's exactly right. It, an unqualified opinion is an unqualified opinion. 
um, wherever it is, and, and particularly in an unregulated industry, mm. then you know they can some real bad shit can happen. You know? Oh, speaking of unqualified opinion, I'll be real brief. Um, um, recently, I, I I got told from a customer that um, that a uh, another shop was telling him that Raids app doesn't exist anymore. Really, yeah, really bad form when the guy knows it does. Uh, really, really unethical behavior from that um, shop. Um, so, yeah, I can tell you wholeheartedly that the, the product does. And what else I can tell you to rebut what that person was told, and I'm sure many others were told, this is just what's come back to me, is that that brand is now known as a different brand name. And that is so not fucking true either. Oh. Well, let me you know? guess. They they sell that different brand name, but they they, they sell, sell that they sell that different brand. You but know? they don't sell Raids app. Yeah, and look, mate, I didn't want to single the store out. I'm not gonna, but for the sake of um, people making assumptions, I'll just say it's in the state of Victoria. Okay, so cool. um, so I don't want people to make assumptions about whoever they think the hell I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> but let's just say this: don't you hate it when you get wrong advice? You know, <laughs> let's put it that way. Ooh. Okay, so well, um. Yeah, maybe, boils maybe my blood, man. Like... Unethical people without with no experience can be when they're selling to people in this industry. You know, like um, mm. you know, I've had friends ring up some shops in about in regards to fly lines, for example, and have that person proceed to tell them about a world of experience that there's no proof of. You know, mm. of their experience with with this saltwater fly fishing, mm -hmm. for, as an example, and it's not. I don't compete with those products at all, with with um with, with any of those people in any way, shape, or form. And even if I was in a different industry, it would piss me off to hear someone be a charlatan towards someone who's innocently and, and vulnerably asking that person who puts themselves in that position of, of information for information and be misdirected because of um you know their motivation to set to sell a certain product that suits them. Yeah. Fucking unethical, you know really is and i i would encourage that's why i would encourage for people like some of this fly fishing stuff is is super expensive some of it is worth the price that's for sure and uh in fact probably all of it is worth the price but what what isn't worth the price is the information that goes with it sometimes mm. well that's a this thing's a bit blindsided me man when we get off air i want to hear more about it but yeah yeah i won't i won't i won't go on anymore but yeah, just but it, sort yeah. of um um you know fucking yeah it, it's it's ugly for everyone involved when there's a when, if there's a if there's a lie um when there's misinformation whether it's deliberate or not um you know i i, I don't know the, the the ins and outs we'll get to the bottom of it um, yeah i'll tell you off air yeah it's all right but yeah it doesn't it's not it's not a it's great just, look yeah it's just funny when it comes off the back of um of follow of the follow the beef thing you know that's um right. yeah People from overseas must be like, "What beef? What argument are you talking about?" I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's not. It's not beef like that. I just mean the substance. You know, yeah. there's uh, this the 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 beefy substance like the the meat of the, mm. you know, you know what I mean. That's that's the definition of it. You know, I know. Follow and the if, beef. So we apologise to our overseas listeners, Kiwis. I apologise to you. It's not follow the lamb. Follow the mutton. Yeah. <laughs> follow the mutton. <laughs> <laughs> follow the mutton bro we apologize for not being uh, culturally sensitive by wording it that way but yeah all right um <laughs> this, this one went went south at the end didn't it Balti's probably more upset about you guys because he follows rugby and i don't you know 
Yeah. So you probably, you probably got more of a chip on your, I mean, a chop on your shoulder than um than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, uh, you got so anything to say my, about the rugby this year, mate? We might be a chance at, at something. I don't know you what say it that is. Every year. Well, we 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 beat South Africa a couple of times, I think. You know, that's that's oh, all yeah. that matters. Yeah, we can generally beat them here, but I'm just remembering all the games we played here last year, and they were all home games for Australia and all away games for the for the other ones. But anyway, mm. uh, all right, let's. Well, we got, so there's one good thing that came out of this show tonight, Volts. What's that? The Jim Candy, <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> Did it? Oh. Varvius, Varvius, yeah, mate. Yeah. How was it? I left in the edit last week when we when we called in uh, Layden, and uh, we're on <laughs> we're on the air. I didn't realize we're on the air. I'm like, Layden, you're the owner, are you? And he says, I'm the uh, I'm the ma- owner and managing editor, and I'm going, okay. So we've got Layden Adam with it. He's the um, oh, <laughs> it's almost in that time that that sort of um exact time frame too. You know, what an yeah. idiot. Oh no. Yeah, it was tough, eh? There was a lot going on that week for you, mate. You know? So. I don't claim to be smart, dude. <laughs> it was that time of the week. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right, mate. Let's Over uh, and out. Keep in touch. See you, dude. Right on. Of you.